Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast. This is episode 14. It wow. is the 17th of October. I'm Sally. And I'm Melissa. And I am Frankie. Hi! Hi! It's been six weeks, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry about that. It got crazy with the start of school. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is we've had a couple of hurricanes, and hurricanes. and I don't mean like the drinks, and it's just been... <laughs> no, no, I meant the drink. Speak for uh, yourself. Yeah. Well, okay, we've actually had hurricanes that were not the drinks. So, um, yeah, so it, it's taken us some time to get back to this whole podcast thing. Uh, we have kind of some news to go over, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's, you know... We've got to get to Battlestar Galactica because Melissa wants to do Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, Finally, you're doing this. Yes, yes. All right, so news and notables. Uh, there was an academic survey that came out or a study that came out. And you know what? I listened to a podcast today on the way to work. I was driving out to the country school and... Um, it was called, it's called Beltway Banthas and Beltway Banthas sort of discusses the intersection between politics and Star Wars. And, uh, one of the, one guy leans right, the other guy leans left and they have this kind of interesting discussion of, uh, different things. And they looked at this academic study, which kind of caused a little bit of a kerfluffle, in the fandom, and basically they did an interview with the guy who um, who did the study, and the bottom line on it is a lot, and I think that we just knew this intuitively, right? A lot of the criticism around The Last Jedi, it turns out, was politically motivated. That people um, in this sort of era of politics watched The Last Jedi and felt personally attacked. <laughs> um, even though The Last Jedi is not really any more political than, well, any other Star Wars film, I don't think. I don't know. Um, Can you say that word again? What? Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was like 160 words ago. How am I supposed to remember? <laughs> Sorry, this is how my mind works. I'm still stuck on that word. She's stuck on kerfluffle. Okie dokie. It did cause a bit of a kerfluffle. Um, It was just a little bit of a uh, a furor because the initial the initial um, the initial headline on it was like, you know, Russian bots responsible for um, uh, negative outpouring uh, around The Last Jedi. It turns out there were a few Russian bots that engaged in some really negative political speech about The Last Jedi. Um, But not like crazy numbers, like 12 or something. Um, 10, 11, something like that. And so, anyway, if you are really interested in that, I would tell you to go listen to Beltway Banthas um, and their uh, episodes on Revenge of the Russian Bots or something like that. But it, it, was, it was worth a listen. So, um, have y'all heard about that study or anything? I, I have you mentioned it. I, I had not. It. I have heard the study. I heard about the Russian Bots as well. I died laughing. Like, <laughs> I 
because you know Google Google knows me, and Google had decided you know Google feed, just is constantly feeding me Star Wars news in my little feed, mm-hmm. and so I, I saw the um, the thing about the Russian bot too, and I'm like, really Russia Russia's got so much time on their hands they can they can die, and they know they can like like they're so specific they're actually going to need us needle us about Star Wars. I was like that's that's great for Russia. Mm-hmm. Because winter's coming. Shouldn't you be, like, finding some way to keep warm? Yeah, I mean, it is a second world country kind of sliding to third. Um, although, you know, America, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Sorry. This is not This a is not a serious podcast. This is not a serious podcast. This, this is, is serious. not a political podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an inter- it was an interesting study. And, and, you know, he's had some criticism leveled at him. And, and Beltway Banthas actually did an interview with a guy who did the study. But, but I, I, and had like, based on a study, would you say that, in our current situation that all people are hypersensitive about everything, even if it, even if like this beltway study, like everybody feels that they're being picked on when they're not. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I, I, I feel like I'm watching different stuff and I'm like, um, how's this? I tried on a shirt at school. Mm-hmm. They, they had like a school shirt, like a school shirt. Yeah. And, it was it was uh, rather tight. Okay. And a female looked at me and goes, "Hmm, that's kind of nice." And I and I thought immediately thought like if the situation were reversed, if it if it, if it were reversed, if she had just tried on the shirt, and I as a male had said the exact same thing to me, would I have gotten fired? Um. Well. Yep. Okay. No, I don't think. I didn't personally take it. I didn't take it personally, but I'm just like. Do you have any idea how many times that has been said to me, though? But that's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm not trying to take away from that moment. I'm just and, and just one of the things that I was like, this is one of the situations where I'm like, she made a comment that if the situation were reversed, and so like, are we getting to the point? Like that, we all we're we're so worried about being picked out or picking on people. Because here's the thing: because like, because you know, I'm in education, I don't talk, I don't tell, I don't tell people their their hair looks nice anymore. I don't tell them it's a nice outfit. Nothing, nothing, because I am terrified they're going to take it the wrong way. So I'm wondering if we're getting to a point that we're hypersensitive about things. Because like I said, there are women. They, oh, you just got a new haircut. I just, you know what I say if somebody gets a new haircut? I go, oh, you got a haircut. <laughs> I don't tell them, look, hey, your haircut looks nice. Nothing, because I am scared. To sell someone that their hair looks nice? Yep, because I don't want them to think that I'm, I'm, I'm hitting on them there anyway. Okay, I don't tell on. them, if you got a new dress, because that's just it. Are we getting hypersensitive? Maybe I'm just getting hypersensitive. We're getting hypersensitive. I, I, I am not sure that that's the case. So, because I, I'm, like, I'm just I don't I'm I'm not really prepared to have this huge discussion about it because I don't have all my all my ducks in a row and I haven't done all my research. Um, but just from sort of an anecdotal feeling perspective, I don't think we're necessarily getting hypersensitive. But I think we are more aware of things that in the past would have just gone without even notice. So, for instance, that situation where the number of times that people have looked at me, generally people of the opposite sex, right, have looked at me and said inappropriate things about what I was wearing, even when it was just, you know, 
shorts and a t-shirt. Um, and granted, now that I've gotten old, that's not as much of a concern, right? No one does that anymore, but now I'm begging for it. Right. No, no one does that anymore, <laughs> but, but that's okay. You know, it comes with the territory, but I, I, I just sort of, I think that if anything, women especially are just getting to the point where they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're not taking this anymore. Which I I think it should be. I completely agree. You should not put up with our crap. Amen. But I'm not, I'm not excusing women who act inappropriately either, by the way, I'm not. I'm not defending so, that behavior. So, okay, I wasn't trying to go down that that, that road as much as like like. But no, I, I don't like, think like, we're like, necessarily becoming hypersensitive. So I was saying like more like the Star Wars thing, mm. right? Are we looking to get offended? Well, I think certainly some people look to get offended, um, and I, and and okay, I will be honest. I think I'm being impacted by Beltway Banthas because I was listening to Beltway Banthas today. Um, they sort of made the point of like in this sort of current political climate, people are, some people are acting out more in ways that they would not have acted out before in a previous political climate. Um, And so that puts other people on the defensive. And so when they're looking at, um, when they're looking at something like The Last Jedi, which has some, you know, anti-capitalist rhetoric with, you know, the Canto Bite stuff, um, they get really bowed up about it. And maybe they wouldn't have 10 years ago. Or maybe they would have. But now, more people are willing to make comments, very loud comments. And, um, yeah when before people wouldn't say some of the things that have been said in the political arena like today that you know i'm shocked and horrified by so i, I don't know I, i'm not I, again I, i'm i'm being influenced by by a podcast <laughs> um because i, I haven't had a whole lot of time to really think about that but that's kind of where i'm coming from at the moment i don't know okay Melissa, all right do you have a, a thought on that or no no, I don't think she does. <laughs> she's she's doing something else. Yeah, um, let's let's go ahead and start moving into our because you're right. That's a rabbit hole we could spend. All right, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian news and notables. Yeah. Um, I well, Frankie, you know, you are more into the uh, sort of bounty hunter. Uh, area of of Star Wars than I am. Do you have any thoughts on The Mandalorian? Um, for those of you who may not know, that is going to be the title of the new live action John Favreau series that will be on the Disney streaming service next year. Um, it apparently has an insane budget of like ten million an episode or something. Like it's crazy. The look wow. on your face, Frankie, is just like, holy crap. But yeah, um, um, it's 10, 10 episodes, I think, and the budget is like $110 million. Um, Wow, wow. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. Oh, okay. Bubba so, Fett. Uh-huh. Bubba Fett's my, you know, loving. But he's not going to be in this, right? I mean. I know, I know. I know. Well, you know, we, there's always hope. Okay. And he's not Mandalorian. 
the armor is. Yeah, but he's not. I'm asking. He's he's a clone, right? He is a clone. Yes, he is a clone from you know from Jenga Fat. Um, so like because that was just it. One of the um, the extended universe books. Uh, Legends now. Yeah, Legends. Yes, Legends okay. now. I believe that actually Boba Fat goes to lead the Mandalorians. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's been a long time since I read that. So, um, and yeah, it's like one of the things he leads the Mandalorians and Han Solo and Boba Fett are friends. So, but that's the extended universe. Wow. Which, 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 which let's, let's be honest, has gotten pulled in. Can't. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they use, they, they pull things in that they, they find helpful. You know, I mean, Thrawn is a Legends character that they have made good use of. Um, yeah. And I I don't necessarily think we'll see Thrawn in the movies. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you're excited about it. Uh, is this enough to make you uh, purchase the Disney streaming service? I am going to weigh out purchasing Disney streaming service versus just buying the box set. Because hmm. mm-hmm. the box set costs me... Because how much is the the Disney streaming service going to cost a month? Don't know. Because that's just it. The Star Wars Resistance is also going to be on the streaming service, right? It's it's on Disney now, but yeah. I know. But I'm. You're torn. Like, look, I I have a finite amount of resources I can give Disney. But they so. want all of that finite resource. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, what do y'all think about the very diverse, uh, list of directors? We've got Taika Waititi, we've got, oh God, I wish I didn't, I didn't copy and paste the, the article, but we've got, uh, several directors of color, you've got women, um, any thoughts on that? I'm personally excited, but... Diversity anybody? is always good. Hashtag SW rep matters, right? Representation mm-hmm. matters. Um, yes, I tend absolutely. to agree. Um, the f- director of the very first one is going to be Dave Filoni, and he is in charge of, as y'all know, and probably most of our listeners know, he is in charge of Disney animation. So he is the mind behind um, Resistance. He's the mind behind Clone Wars and. Um, also rebels so he's now going to be trying his hand at live action which will be interesting i think okay um anything we want also want to say about that i mean we're just kind of hitting it and moving anybody okay all right resistance did anybody catch that i've heard good things about it i'm kind of waiting um did anybody catch it i did not catch it uh it's when the it's the same thing uh um i'm a cord cutter yeah. So I'm a cord cutter. So I've, uh, unless I can stream it either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, that said, I actually, actually, I, I did get on Sling. I am on Sling TV. Uh huh. Isn't Disney on Sling? Disney's on Sling, but so now I just have to catch it at the right time. Catch it at the right time. So, um, gotcha. I'm not the sling because I, I think there's a way I can, like, you know, DVR or, you know, record stuff. But I haven't paid for that part of the subscription. I see. I see. So, 
All right. Because it's one of those things I'll, I'll probably buy it and then watch it. Or gotcha. rent it and then watch it. Gotcha. Same. Gotcha. Same. Okay. Um, all right. Moving along. Episode 9 continues to film, which makes me very happy. Um, Adam Driver hosted Saturday Night Live uh, a couple weeks ago. And that was I know that made you very funny. happy. <laughs> he played an oil tycoon, and it was absolutely freaking hysterical. He did not break character. The entire cast of Saturday Night Live was dying. I mean, they were trying so hard not to laugh, but they were breaking character. Right, and he never even. It was beautiful. It was be- it was hilarious. So if you've not seen the oil tycoon uh, skit from Saturday Night Live with Adam Driver, you should uh, probably pick that up and watch it. So anyway, I will I will stream it tonight after this. It's um it's definitely on YouTube, and um I have other thoughts about those things. But anyway, I thought it was I thought it was fun, and I actually stayed up to watch it. So anyway, there's that. Was he topless at any point during the show, Sally? No, he was not. <laughs> he was not. Asking for um, a friend. Yes. Well. <laughs> no moves. No moves. Oh. Well, Kylo Ren is shredded. All right. All right. From from the so. first from the first Saturday Night Live appearance, Kylo Ren is shredded with Matt, the radar de- technician. Okay, so and if well, anybody out there, speaking of things you should watch. Opinions on Venom, Frankie, since Sally's lame and didn't go watch it. Okay, what? what? <laughs> Hold on. We have one more We have one more thing that was Star Wars, but we can go to Venom. That's fine. Yeah, we can break it up. It doesn't have to be Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Okay. And Venom. It can oh. be Star Wars, Star Wars, okay. Venom, Star Wars. Okay, y'all talk Venom, and I'll be over here drinking my water. Okay. For, no, so, did you read Venom? Did you read Sp- Spider-Man and, and, and New Venom growing up? I did not. But I have watched, like, some previous versions of Venom in the cinema, and I realized that he is supposed to be a villain. So Venom is a bloodthirsty killer. And if you want to say more about his character, his character is a bloodthirsty killer. Um, That's it. That is his character. Right. (laughs) He does not have a lot of depth. But, but... Yeah, some people would argue that it's not interesting to have only a straight villain. Your thoughts, Frankie? I would completely disagree with that. And why is that? Because because the world cannot be completely and so like here's the thing. Um <laughs> We really need the, to start doing this live so people can see Sally's expression. The, the, I don't like, need people to see the inside of my for closet. Some, because because in, in our society, in our in, a, in the way we present things, we don't give the villain depth. Right. And it's a shame. It is a the shame. villain has depth. Villains they do. have depth. They didn't become a villain for no reason. Yeah. There's usually Rumble, a backstory. Yes. Rumble had depth. He was a bad person. He had depth. He did. Sally, don't make that face. <laughs> so, so I'm saying, then you can give, you have the opportunity in this movie, because you know what? Villain and... Uh, hold mean, on, I'm sorry. I was going to let you talk, but I'm going to let you finish. But, but from a certain point of view, Rommel was a hero. From our point of view, he's a villain. 
But from a right. certain point of view, he's a hero because he, you know, his men loved him. So I, I'm just going to interject that from so a historical that, that point is, of view. That is depth. That is depth. But I'm just a little, like, with regards to Venom, whatever. Just you go. Can't under, you can't understand. So I'm saying this. So think about anybody else. We have. This coming from a horse dance mom who only watches PG movies. But okay. So I watch PG thirteen movies. Thank you very much. <laughs> what I'm saying is there is there is depth. And you know uh, what? A horse and a dance mom does a lot. Okay. <laughs> and you had the opportunity because you know in 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 the comics, Venom is not given the depth, but you but he's a popular character. He is. He's a popular and character in the comics. Although I really enjoyed the movie, it was fun. Typical of Marvel. It was fun. It was Good enjoyable. Watch. Yes. If you ask if people, I said, should I go see it? I say, absolutely. It's a fun movie. But it was a little disappointing for a few reasons. Being that it wasn't about a villain. Yeah. It was about an anti-hero. Yeah, they turned him into an anti-hero with a pseudo-love interest. Which, you know, which we're not lacking. Right. We're not lacking. We're not lacking. Deadpool is a, Deadpool is an anti hero with a love interest right we have that if i mean and to an extent you could say suicide squad they're anti-heroes you mm -hmm. know and you know with a love interest even with this family so it's the same thing give me show me you have the capacity straight up villain give me a straight up villain and straight up why he's bad i mm -hmm. am a bad person and here's why i'm bad i want know, that character development sally of his backstory. Because that is unique. He ended up the way he did. What is so wrong with giving some people something that is unique? Exactly. I don't need a never ABC love story. You know, this bittersweet love. I don't need something that's been developed and given to me for the last 700 years. Mm -hmm. Give me something different. Yes. So that's our little review of Venom. I don't, so, I don't need vanilla ice cream all the time. Exactly. Yes. Bless your hearts. <laughs> that's just it. You want your vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Poor Sally. I just said, I just blessed your hearts. Y'all are so disappointed. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate to hear it's that. It's not disappointing. That's just it. Venom the movie is not disappointing. It's what is this whole last 10 minute rant been about? <laughs> it's disappointing because it's because as a culture, we will not push the boundaries. That is what is disappointing. We never push the boundaries. Yeah, we have to I... show the good side of everyone. And the fact of the matter is... There's not always a good side of everyone. Okay. Sometimes there are just straight up villains. Sally, Sally, you no. know. No, 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 hold on. I'll let y'all talk. Okay. Okay. She says for the second time. <laughs> and I did let y'all talk. With, mostly without interruption. Now, that said... Most people don't go to the movies to see real life things. And Melissa, you were complaining to me the other day about mo about movies that 
that's not how that works in real life. Well, if I wanted to watch a depressing movie about real life, I'll flip on CNN and they will depress me for two hours, no problem. I go to the movies to be entertained. And for me, stories have structure and all of that stuff. And you know what? I could care less about Venom. Here's the reason it bugs her so much whenever we like talk about Venom and we don't talk about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Venom. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, that's not even what what I'm saying is I could not care less about Venom. I am just saying that if they're going to make in this genre of film, in this comic book genre of film, typically speaking, if they are going to make a movie about anyone and have them be the titular character such as Venom, they are going to try to um, provide more depth to this character and make him or her, depending, I guess, um, into an anti-hero because a movie where the villain is just a villain and continues to be a villain with nothing else happening and ends with a villain winning is not why, why does the villain have to win? Right, but but then but then a lot of folks find that a villain winning wrong. Okay, it's it's like soul crushing and it's horrible, but it also like encourages you to watch the next season. No, but let, let, let's 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 let's, let's, let's unwrap that. So let's unwrap everything you just said. Okay, the villain doesn't have to win. Fine, then the villain doesn't win. But you still, can show, you're going to you hum- can still show the movie. You can still show the movie with the venom with the villain doing whatever they're doing and why they're doing it, battling a good guy and still losing because the American public needs it. The American public needs the underdog to always win. That's why you had like think about the number of people who had a problem with with Thanos winning. Right? Thanos won. It, it blew people's mind. At the end of the movie, they thought there was some kind of way when Thor chapped him with the axe that, that all of a sudden, you know, the Avengers were going to pull it out. Okay, no. but see, the thing, the thing about the Avengers, in that situation, one, it's part one of two. So, right. intellectually, intellectually, I sat down knowing that the Avengers were going to lose. I knew that. That didn't mean that my gut was happy about it when it happened. That didn't mean I was happy about it when it happened. That was pretty traumatic, but I understood that this is part one of two, okay? And I am just saying that if you're going to have a movie that is about the villain, they are going to try to make him at least somewhat sympathetic so people can relate to him or her. I'm using I'm using the universal. You don't think we can relate to a villain? Okay, it's not. Okay. We don't want to. No, no, we don't want to relate to villains, Sally. We do not want to relate to villains. But think about it. We all have the darkness in us. Devil inside. Remember, the devil inside. I'm not saying that we don't. I'm not saying we don't. But what I am saying is that we can relate better to a villain that has something else in them and 
we tend to latch on to those things and that makes it more sympathetic or so I don't I don't even know I, again I could not care less about Venom I haven't seen the movie it's just that's not what I'm trying to expand on that but Sally that's all we've ever been given uh, 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 yeah I know so you don't you can't say that's what people only show for. That's well, actually, Melissa, do. didn't you say that? Didn't you say that Hannibal like won and just continued to win or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, different yeah, genre, different genre of away. film, a different genre away. of film. Yeah. And, and I comment, loved that. Series. Did you love Hannibal? Loved did you it. love Hannibal? Was yes. Hannibal wildly popular? Yes. Yes. Okay. First of all, that's a television show. I'm talking oh. about a two and a half hour. Isn't it a television show? The book? Yes, a series. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was talking I'm about ta- the movie. I'm talking about a single movie. Okay. Well, the television series Netflix the original. Of the with, no, the Netflix original, which was with Mads Mikkelsen. Have you seen that, Frankie? Have you not seen no, that? I've seen it. I thought you were talking about Silence of the Lambs. Oh, my God. You need to watch not- that. It's amazing. So it's called Hannibal, the, the yes. series. Oh. Yes. Check it out. Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Um, anyway. I want to love in a bath. Yeah, do that. That would be great. So, Sally, I know it's not, it's outside of your wheelhouse, but you should totally watch it. Like, expand your horizons. Watch something other than PG-13. Okay. You know what? It's not that I actually don't watch anything that's not PG-13, by the way. It's just... <laughs> I watch things that are rated MA. I watch things that are rated R. I do. I just often find those things are not particularly to my taste. And that's okay. But so. the the whole point is that there are people out there that are intrigued by those types of stories. So. And, and that's fine. I'm not. I'm not ragging on them at all. I'm just saying that typically speaking, if you're going to have a movie, and it's going to be centered around the villain, they are going to have to give him a hook. Besides, he's just evil and going to get eviler. Because no. that is ultimately, I disagree. Boring. And that's why there's a whole like horror. I'm not sure. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Go watch Venom. It's hilarious. He sounds like Cookie Monster. He sounds to me. like Cookie Monster. <laughs> and kind of acts like Cookie Monster. He does. He's goofy. It's, he's goofy. And it's he fun. wants to eat everything. He bites heads off. Spoiler alert. Um, that had a little late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> think about, okay, I'm giving away the whole plot, dark, but there was a spoiler. <laughs> think about like a dark Cookie Monster. Yeah, dark Cookie Monster. It's fun. Go watch it. So, Star Wars? Sorry. Yeah, no, there was one other Star Warsy kind of thing that happened. Um, Chuck Wendig, who wrote the Aftermath series. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I could not get through the Aftermath series. That Really? Really. And it you didn't was... finish the third book? No. The third book was the best one! I couldn't get through it. I couldn't... You know Why? Because he was the, doing this weird present tense, past tense, first person crap. And as an English major, it was making me absolutely insane and causing me way too much stress. So I put the book down 
and then went and read college student papers from college freshmen, and they were better written. Okay? In my opinion. So you're so, upset that he got fired from Vader? I don't, I mean, I, you know what, do you know why I'm upset he got fired from Vader? If, if they had fired him because of, wow, dude, we need to work on our grammar, then that's a concept. But he got fired, apparently, because his tweets were too political, and his tweets have always been political. So what has did changed you read now? The, did you read those co- comics? Mm-mm. No, I yeah, don't read I, comics. But you know what? The Poe comic ended, and did you finish reading it? So that was what I was going to say. So here's where I am all out. Like, the Poe comic ended. Yeah. But guess what? My comic book store never it sold out. It never got there. Like, I went there that day, and it was gone. Does Amazon so have I, it? So that is my next venue. So like I talked to the apparently there's a big deal at the end of it. Like like he has this real introspective thing going on at the end of it. He gets promoted too, which mm. kind of makes me mad. Yeah, he does. Which I, I I'm not surprised by, and I it, it leads me to further believe that we're gonna lose Princess Leia in Episode Nine. I mean, I won't Leia to live, but I'm not sure she will. She's, she Carrie Fisher is dead. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I, I can understand. I don't want to see that happen, but I feel like it probably will. Period. So, anyway, that's kind of my, it, it, with Poe being promoted, that I, I can see that happening. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, okay, so we've argued for 33 minutes, which is about right. Um, <laughs> because we love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Melissa, this is you. Take it away. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. I'm so excited because this is a show or a series that I actually watched. Boy, I'm telling my age. I, I don't think I watched it when it originally came out, but I watched like some reruns of the original from 1978. And um, then this remake came out. They rebooted and it. <laughs> they rebooted it in 2009. It was a sci-fi original series. Well, I thought it was 2004. Um, Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I think it's 2004 and it ran to 2009. Okay, that's it was the probably alts. right. Created by Glenn Larson, and um, anyway, basically same concept. You know, the humans created this um, Cylon race, and they had like this conflict, and the Cylons went away, and they come back and basically obliterate the 12 colonies and um so we've got humanity fighting for their life against the cylons um and trying to find this fabled 13th colony called earth and so i convinced somehow sally to watch this series and she did so in um quick fashion you watched it like all like this was a lot of shows that you watched in how long did it take you take you to get through that a few weeks maybe a few weeks yeah so i binged it as usual i I actually uh i got a lot done while watching it (laughs) a lot of christmas gifts got done while watching it (laughs) (laughs) so um 
Katie Sackhoff is in it, who I'm a big fan of. And actually saw a lot of these guys at a Dragon Con, which we're talking about possibly attending next year. I don't know if they're going to be there or not, but it was a fun event when I went there and they were there. Katie was not there. She w Actually, she was there, but she didn't show up for the panel. I don't remember why. She's a total slacker, and I was very disappointed. But um, <coughs> anyway, so great show. I have a lot of opinions about it, but as someone who's new to the series, Sally. Well, hold on, Frankie. Did you watch it? Uh, I did watch it. I did watch it, and I also watched, uh, I remember watching the original series. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably at least, I'm at least a year older than you are. So, yeah, I watched the original series, and uh, was it Lou Green? Was that his name? That guy was in Bonanza was the uh, the captain back then. And uh, I remember uh, the guy that was Face from the 18. Yeah. Was, yeah he was, was Starbucks. He was Starbuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember the. Uh, I remember the original, and I love the original. I actually had an original toy. I had the Battlestar Galactica toy, and I had like a, a sponge thing you could shoot, like as a sponge, like whatever their fighters are called. Vipers. Yeah, the vipers. I had a. It was a sponge viper. You could put it like a gun. And it would shoot and it would fire, like like blast out. Absolutely. I had Battlestar Galactica toys. So Dirk Benedict was the original, and Katie Sackoff did a whole gender bending thing and replaced yes. him, which was exciting. That yes. you know mm. they made Starbuck into a female. Mm. Sally had some strong opinions about that because apparently she wasn't female enough. Sally. Okay. Um, is that, are we, still... do we, do we want to talk about that now? I mean, I can talk and talk about it now. I mean, sure. Um, no, I, I was frustrated because, um, yes, certainly let's gender bend that because apparently with the original, it was typical 1970s kind of television show. And, you know, I mean, you sort of expect the things, right? And, um, you know, it's the early aughts at this point. Let's gender bend some of these characters. And, and, you know, women are demonstrably, at least in theory, equal in this in this uh, world that they've created. And my real issues with, with uh, the Starbuck character, they're kind of twofold. <sighs> First of all, it hits me, it hit me fairly hard that Bill Adama didn't, uh, that Bill Adama, who was played by Edward James almost, um, appeared to be pretty misogynistic. He did not seem to respect women, and the only woman he really seemed to have any kind of respect for was Starbuck. And, I mean, he didn't respect the president, he kind of treated the female bridge officers very carelessly and then the only woman he really appeared to have any respect for at least in that first opening like the mini series in that first season was was starbuck and when you get to starbuck she embodies all these typically male characteristics she smokes a cigar, she sleeps around, she drinks hard, she punches people in the face. I mean, it's like, 
the worst characteristics of males she supposedly embodies. And, and which is not to say that all men start fights with their superior officer, get drunk and uh, smoke cigars and all that stuff. And, you know, there's nothing wrong about being sex positive and, and, you know, having sex where you want to have sex, but it's sort of seen as a traditionally male kind of thing to do. And she's the only female that Bill Adama seems that he, to respect. And so for me, that was a very frustrating kind of situation. And I did not, I did not like that. And to me, it felt misogynistic. Yeah. Period. And, 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 you know, there's a bit of a shift later on, but especially in the early going, that was pretty tough sledding for me. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that, that's just how I interpreted it. And to be fair, if you are a longtime fan of Battlestar Galactica, you may have a very different opinion of it. And you are certainly welcome to that opinion. And, you know, you're welcome to email me and tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. Have at it. <laughs> well, I mean, we all look at it through, you know, these eyes of how do we relate to the story or what do we find interesting in the story? And obviously as a school teacher, you know, you're looking at it through a different light. Oh, and don't get me started on that. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> that you was... decided to follow some school teacher. Okay, I wanted to come through that TV and slap Bill Adama in the face. Okay? He's not respecting that a school teacher could actually lead. Okay, the best people to follow in this world are freaking school teachers. Period. Mm. They're leaders. And they're not leaders because they're not leaders because they're paid the big bucks to be leaders. I don't disagree with you there. But where my frustrations came in is the portrayal of a scientist being like this cowardly, like lying, sniveling, bipolar. Yes, Gaius. They made him horrible, a horrible human. You know what, what I found interesting and what I noted immediately, and here's the history, history instructor coming out. Gaius was actually Julius Caesar's first name. Yeah. Gaius Julius Caesar. It's a very common name in ancient Rome. It was like John. But still, I just found that interesting that they picked Gaius. I was like, you know, because it's just, it's certainly not a name in common usage today. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. But, anyway. Anywho. And I I spent a long time trying to figure out if there was any meaning behind that. So, anyway. Well, I think we would all like to see, you know, you, a and Frankie, you know, an educator as a leader in politics, maybe. And I would love to see a scientist in that position. And um, so I was just really deeply disappointed in the portrayal of a scientist in that position because he did a really sad job. Yes. Because he was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And I never quite sorted out what he was, by the way. I never yeah. quite sorted out what exactly he was. Does you that mean make if sense? He was like, like a human Cylon? Yeah, I mean, he just he. I mean, he wasn't a Cylon, right? But well, the whole time I thought he must be a Cylon because he survived the initial attack. 
but never we never get how that he is I mean, like we've never get confirmation that he's actually a cylon Unless, so as far as yeah as far as we know he's a human he's 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 but he's mystical somehow he's mystical because or at least a version of him is mystical yeah because you see him at the very end in the epilogue you know and i, I don't feel like we need to do a spoiler alert for this because you know Battlestar Galactica ended 10 years ago, so... Right. If you haven't seen it by now... Yeah, yeah the, spo- the spoiler period is over here. 10 years way <laughs> beyond the spoiler expiration date. So, yeah, at the very end of it, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, he just... he He's obviously mystical in some fashion, but... Right. So anyway. the, the show overall is just extremely fascinating to me which is why i wanted to do a podcast about it i mean the whole thought of you know downloading your consciousness into another body and being able to travel in space and that fascinates me it it excites me i hope one day we get to that point but and that's one of the main reasons that i really enjoyed it i know sally you have some strong opinions about that i have strong opinions about everything so you know that's you do that's what we love about you (laughs) so okay you don't like that idea you don't like the idea about downloading your consciousness into another you know like body and why tell us why well first of all um, there's a Netflix series about that now. It's called Altered, Altered Consciousness or Altered Carbon or something like that. Altered Carbon, yes. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, and I just see so many ways that that could go wrong and it would just be yet another way for the rich to, you know, rule the world. Um, because Joe Schmoes like you and me aren't going to have that chance. Unless we can figure out some sort of Star Trek um politics then maybe but that's not what happened you don't think never no though no yeah you can cry all you like but but i i am i'm an american historian let me promise you the rich will do whatever it takes to stay the ones on top of the, the heap so sorry it is what it is yeah Sorry. Frankie, what did you enjoy about Battlestar Galactica? It was, I mean, so I guess to me, so, I mean, Sally obviously mentally got into it way deeper than I did. I just enjoyed it. It was fun, right? It's got some action. It's got a little bit of comedy. Um, because I guess because it's also, you know, 10 years ago where, where I was mentally, I just was if I'm going to sit through something, I just want to pull out the points that are enjoyable to me. Um, you know, I agree with Sally, you know, coming from an education background that it is, you know, the way he disrespected the edge, you know, you're going to just follow the teacher, things like that. Um, I guess I, the things I looked at as far as, um, where the battle scenes were like, like intellectual battling was like, what were like, what were the silence, like core motivation for the destruction of humans? Like, like, so, like, instead of, why do they all, why do, why do the silence, like, why do all the humans have to die? Right? That I mean, is a good point, and I, 
So like things like that, because like it's a big like because you in in theory the Cylons could completely ignore, right? Yeah, we're insignificant exactly. at the point at the point that there's like they bombed the colonies. We had fifty thousand remaining, right. but you know why do they want to still destroy us? Probably because we were their creators. So yeah, and I guess, I mean, maybe like so, but like, yeah, maybe they. So that was like their like maybe that's just my desire. Going back to our earlier conversation, for me to understand the depth of the villain. Well, they did say the Cylons themselves apparently had a. If I'm remembering correctly, had a conversation themselves, and one of them was like, "Why don't we just leave them alone?" And the discussion amongst the Cylons, the 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 human appearing Cylons, what they call them, skin jobs. Um, the discussion amongst them, toasters. Okay, toasters. and then and the, but they're the ones that and look, skin jobs and skin yeah. jobs, and so and they were the ones who sort of ran the show. And the discussion amongst them was, if we leave humans alone, eventually they're going to come after us in revenge, no matter what. So we have to get rid of them so they won't come after us later. Um, so that whole mutually assured destruction thing, like they just, and, and the teacher who was the president at that point made a very good point. You know, if humanity was going to survive, they needed to get somewhere and start having babies, right? Put down roots and start having babies. And, you know, and and you know what? Eventually the Cylons are probably right because humanity is not known even today, for its depth of forgiveness. We don't do forgiveness well. And so we hold on to stuff. And at some point, humanity probably would have gone after the Cylons. I think what they recognized, the Cylons recognized in humans, is that we are self-destructive in nature. And we we perpetuate a cycle of violence. And so they wanted to eliminate that, but they were also conflicted by that. And interesting enough, in this series, the Cylons actually followed a more Christ-like God. And it's the definitely that sort of the Abrahamic tradition yeah. of, of a God, as opposed to the... Um, the um, Oh my gosh, my brain just farted. Polytheistic, polytheistic uh, gods of the humans, which we are familiar with as basically the Greek gods and goddesses. Um, and and they and the Cylons did follow a more Abrahamic tradition, which we would probably recognize as as something more like Christianity, Judaism, or even Islam. So yeah. So that's an interesting kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you, one of the things you asked about was, was when does a art, when does artificial intelligence become sentient? When does it become, when do you have to start respecting artificial intelligence as life? And that kind of ties in a lot of different things across several things, right? 
All right, Melissa, what do you think? When do you start respecting artificial intelligence and giving artificial intelligence the same rights as, you know, humans? That is the question, isn't it? Like, it's so hard. The argument that there's a creator and, you know, that would put us kind of in the same category, wouldn't it? As a Cylon that was created and began to feel and understand and and that's another thing that's really to me very fascinating about the series is that exact question so what do you think me i don't think we should create it because i don't think that that's a question that we need to have to answer i think that just because we can do something doesn't mean we should i can wear a string bikini that doesn't mean i should so, so, um, I'm going to push back. So as, as somebody who drives, um, I am like, to me, a self-driving car is something I pray for because there are so many idiots on the road. And I don't think it will take very much intelligence to surpass the average person on the road. Um, I guess it's like, at what point, cause in, in theory, could you create an intelligence that surpasses us? In theory, what, yes. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. We have been the alpha. We are the alpha on the planet. Sure. So we make use tools, we build buildings, things like that. You know, you could argue that dolphins are smarter because they don't pay taxes and they just eat fish and have fun all day. Which sounds better. But, so, like, if we create a, a Cylon... Who can surpass us? So, so in theory, we would be the, we were the creators of Cylons. We're the god of Cylons. We created them, but then they went past us, and they destroy us. Um, at what point does something become sentient? I'm saying that we shouldn't get to that point. I think we should actively resist getting to that point. But that's not going to happen. There's always going to be underground scientists who are working on just that. So you may as well prepare for it. You may as well ask yourself those questions. You can't just put your head in the sand and hope that it goes away. So are you you worried about like the Terminator world? coming into coming to, coming to pass is that what why you're disturbed by that sally um again my sort of philosophical question is like you have to be and actually i think bill adama said this um you are responsible for the things that you create and if you can't be responsible for something then you shouldn't create it I mean, in my. But it's something. No, no, no. Okay, let's 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 think about that. So you are responsible to a point, just like for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then at some point, they go on, and you stop being responsible for them. Well, I, okay, okay. I am talking about in the general, like as a general kind of thing, you're responsible for the things that you create. 
I'm not saying that once a child becomes an adult that they don't have their own agency. Because, so, yeah, so. because by definition, you know, humanity has agency and, and people have agency. I'm saying that it's a slippery slope. And we need to think long and hard before we, like, commit to creating something that would surpass us. So That's what I'm saying. And, and it concerns me, and I think it should concern everyone, that potentially we would create something that would surpass us in terms of intelligence, in terms of all that stuff. And, and while I understand that dolphins are quite smart and they eat fish and have fun all day, they also don't create things. Or would they? That is one of humanity's greatest things, though. I mean... Creating work? No. I'm talking about... I'm talking about art. I'm talking okay. about creativity. Okay? And, and I mean, I get that I'm kind of arguing against myself here because I'm saying, oh, we shouldn't create this. But I don't, I don't think a book or a movie is the same so, thing as creating but we're not L3. All creating, we're not all creating art. We're not all creating books. We're not all creating movies. Most of us are, you know, sitting under fluorescent lights all day. Yeah. So, um... Which so, is but, like, I think. But at, we're making our marks in other ways. At any right. point when right. you're disrupting a sentient being, whether human or created happiness, that's when. So, yeah. So think about is it think because like what I'm thinking. Have we been conditioned? It goes back to this. Have we been conditioned to think that once a, a uh, we've created AI. That it becomes evil because does it? I mean, does all AI? Are you have saying to be it's? Evil? Are you asking if it's necessarily evil? I mean, like in, in our movies, because like because I named Terminator for you know Terminator became evil, right? Okay. That's the that's the biggest movie out there. So like there's like the Cylons, they were AI that became evil, but. But C-3PO wasn't evil. Right, but... And, and actually, let me say this, too. One of the things I noted, at the very end, you know, you have um, the... They were like, oh, mitochondrial... They've discovered who mitochondrial Eve was. And, of course, it turns out it was Hera, the daughter of um, a Cylon and a human. And she becomes the basis for future humanity. All that means to me is that this entire series could have started out with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right. And so, you know, I just kind of look at this as, you know, it's, it's interesting, it's complicated, but I worry about the Matrix happening, you know? It sounds ridiculous. So I mean, I guess that sounds ridiculous on its face, but... But at the same time, you know, uh, you, the Matrix. Yeah. Because again, bad robots, bad bad AI, evil AI. That takes over. Okay. Like I mean, isn't that a natural like companion to this discussion? 
I guess if they if we were batteries, which is kind of what the whole premise of the Matrix right. is about. But we created but a think... we created AI, which then took over, and we tried to stop them, and then they made us batteries. So yeah, I think it. That's think probably it... not the comparison I would make because I don't think that would be a, the logical progression of things. I would probably look more to Terminator. So but, this is it. So do, do, I mean, like, let's, let's do you really? Because we're going toward AI. I agree with Melissa. AI is it's coming. It is coming. Whether we want it to or not, there are going to be people in their garages working on this. Is so? Is, is that? Does it have to be bad? No. No, and I just think that you know. It's an easy villain that doesn't have to have depth. You should love it. I don't. You should love it. You want villains with, without depth, right? I want, I want villains with depth. Oh, I thought I you want wanted villains without depth. I thought you didn't no. want depth and thought and No, that's why feelings. I wanted villains. I wanted, that's why, that's going back to, I want them to have depth. I want them to see the depth. But that's what are you sure? Because as soon as you say the emotion, you get upset. Yeah. Hopefully AI will work the exact same way as a villain works, which is they are typically, not always, but they're typically shaped by their experiences. Um, you know, some are shaped by a lack of gray matter. I don't know what that equivalent would be for AI, but... Yeah. I don't know most lack, of gray, lack of gray matter isn't it just called, isn't that just stupid or something along those lines <laughs> <laughs> yeah smooth brains <laughs> but you know AI I think is coming so to me it's exciting for a lot of reasons like Sally, will you get in a self-driving car not if I can avoid it. I actually was talking to a guy that works for Nissan on their automated car program. Um, yeah, it's coming. Like, we're going to be able to, Sally, what you're doing right now, you're going to be able to do that while you're sitting in a car and riding to work. Read, crochet, whatever. You're not going to have to worry about it. You're just mm. going to be able to sit in your car and go. Mm. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that, Sally? Because here's, you know what? It will eliminate traffic. Yeah. Think about the number of stupid people out there. If you have all, ever lived in a metropolitan if area. If you lived in Atlanta. Oh, no, right? <laughs> I know, Sally, you've been living in South Carolina for a really long time, but that would be huge. For places like Atlanta. For the record, I've lived in Fort Lauderdale in Miami. So it's been a long time, but I have lived there. Um, and I would challenge anyone who says that Miami is not a metropolitan area. Um, I... Listen, I, I get what you're saying. I do. But I don't feel like... I don't feel like y'all are understanding what I'm saying about 
about the dangers there. Because I think in a lot of ways you do sort of have to take responsibility for the things that you create. And, you know, I read, um, I read Last Shot, which was a, a solo book about Han Solo. And it included, it included this section where, okay, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who might read that book. Um, a section where the droids were all being taken over and they were being programmed to kill their, um, their organic overlords or whatever. And, um, basically rebel. And there's this section about how Ben Solo's nanny droid was about to kill him. And there was nobody there except him with his nanny droid. And he had to fight off his nanny droid with the force as like a two-year-old. And it's this horrible, horrible thought. And I just, it just, like, I could just see where that would be, that would go so wrong. On so many levels. This, I, I, uh. I just see and that, really, really in comparison to Ultra Boys, who've been violated. Oh, so how's it any what different? Is that than a- no, it's no different than humanity is as it, as it currently is. Exactly. Susan That's Smith. Susan Smith. We're from South Carolina. I know. Okay, so I'm not, but that's that's just the thing. Humans do have the capacity for evil. Abs absolutely. People have the capacity for evil, but. We've already got so much of that in the world. But we have the capacity for good, too. Right. So you're saying that AI couldn't have the equal capacity for good? Tireless capacity for good? Maybe they could. I just don't necessarily think it's a good idea. Because here's here's the things that we can't do as a human. I'm just saying I don't necessarily think it's a good idea. That's all I'm saying. We can't process You're going to lose control of it. That's bottom line. You're going to lose control of it. As we have no control over other human beings currently. AI can read So what every, add to the chaos? AI can read every cancer research article there is at one time mm-hmm. and process that. And we can't. We can't. It can read right. every cutting edge as it's being written mm-hmm. article mm-hmm. at one time mm-hmm. and synthesize that and use that all at one time. Mm-hmm. And we can't. Mm-hmm. And that can help humanity. Yes, I agree. Maybe. That's the, that's the difference. There's things that our brains cannot, that is too much. There's too many variables for us to calculate. Bottom line is it's coming. I believe yeah. it's coming. And we need to be able to think about that and have conversations about that and not stick her head in the sand so one of the major reasons that I absolutely adored Battlestar Galactica getting back to the meat and potatoes um, it just really you know it's hard to watch at times because it is an older series Um, you know it doesn't have that CGI and all that that we're used to but that it's didn't a really actually bother me. That didn't dynamic. Bother me. It's a very dynamic show. It has a lot of um, 
you know, it just pushes the boundaries with the whole gender bending thing at that point in time, which I know you disagree with, Sally, but, you know, in 2004, to be doing the whole gender bending thing is kind of exciting. And, you know, the female teacher leader role, that's, that's just exciting. And love the series. If you have not watched it, I know it'll be hard to like sit through those first couple of episodes when you know it's just like grainy and just not what you're used to seeing. But you should just get past that surface and um, really dig into the details of the story and the plot and enjoy. It's it's a good series. It's you're right. There's are there holes and things that are aggravating, of course. But nothing's perfect. Yeah. The last um series, like it gets kinda choppy and kinda sloppy. The writing is not so great. It's kinda mm. like they're like, Okay, what are we gonna do? So, yeah, I hate the way <laughs> they ended that thing. I hated yeah, it. The ending is not great, Ugh. but um, you know, everything Ugh. leading up to that was a lot of fun and yeah, not very interesting, but... very thought provoking, and I highly recommend it. I Frankie? did not. Like I recommend it. absolutely. So you know, especially you, know, you got some time to kill. Just winter's coming. Right. You got... Yeah, winter's coming. You're gonna be, it's going to be cold and raining. You're like, yeah, I got, I got some time to kill. Watch Battlestar Galactica. Watch Battlestar Galactica. And hopefully they'll be at a, a con soon and we can maybe all go watch one of their panels. Fun story. I almost kissed. Um, oh, God. What's his name? Um, Hatch? Richard Hatch? Like, the last um, con that I was at, I was walking around a corner and, and almost ran into him. Like, I was literally, like, a couple of feet from so his So, who day. was he? Who, he was the original, in the original series, he played, uh, what was his name? Help me, help me. I don't know. Apollo? Not Apollo. Yes. Was it Apollo? Yes. Yes. And, um, hold on. Let me pull him up. Let me pull him up. No, this. I don't. Well, and see, for me, that was one of the biggest disappointments was the way they dealt with his character, especially towards the end. I was really disappointed in the way they dealt with him. Like, I had accepted they kind of were doing what they were doing with um, Starbuck, but I thought that they would do better for him, and they didn't. So anyway, I didn't love that. Um, with regards to Apollo, or with regards to Battlestar Galactica in general, um, yeah, I mean, I sat and watched all of it, and I got through it fairly quickly. And I wouldn't have gotten through it as quickly as I did if it was like making me miserable. So you know, if you if you like that kind of show and you enjoy the occasional Easter egg, like one of the numbers on the hat was. 1701D which of course for all you Star Trek fans out there is something important and um, if you enjoy little things like that here and there um, I would say that you should you know hey give it a go um, but that's just that's just me that's just my opinion take um, it or leave it 
Yeah, Tom Zarek. He played Tom Zarek, who was a um, terrorist in the second run. Okay, so he you was a him? he was the a prisoner. The, yeah, I mean, I know who he became the vice president, and then he was killed for inciting yeah. a, a mutiny. Um, but what I was going to say was he was in the original one as Apollo. Yes. Yes. I thought. He was. Wow. So. Wow. He was the only one. I think he was the probably only the one who made it. The doctor. To the. Uh, the remake. Right, no, Frankie? The Is doctor. Right? No, the doctor. doctor was the same guy. Yeah, that's right. Guys? The doctor, the actual the medical, doctor. The actual oh, medical the medical doctor. doctor. Oh, the medical doctor. Okay, okay. Yeah. What was his yeah. name? I don't know, but I did know that he made it. And that he was, he was originally in it. He played the doctor in nineteen seventy whatever. We need to give him some kudos. What was his name? Uh. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't have no idea. It uh, did make me think, think of other things, like Buck Rogers and the... Uh, do you remember the old Buck Rogers TV show? I started thinking about that one, too, when we were kids. Oh, yeah, I remember, remember that. that vaguely? The vaguely, the kid it had the little round, the round thing on their chest and the... Uh, Yep, I started thinking about a lot of my 70s, old 70s shows I watched when I was a kid. You know... Uh, was I the one who watched Buck Rogers? I see how much we get from being older than you guys. Well, you're only... You're, Are you really? He's, like, a, he's exactly a year older than me. I'm a year... Yeah, a, that's, that's not To that the happened. day. Day. To the day. It was actually pretty funny. It's a childhood story. Uh, one of our first conversations. Ever. Yeah, one of our very first conversations. So we're standing there on your grandmother's front porch. Yes. And he looked at me and he said, "So when's your birthday?" And I said, "June." And I have no idea why I was being kind of coy about it because normally I just say the day, right? And um, June, and he looked at me a little, like a little bit of dread on his face. He was like, That's "When never in June?" Yeah, when in June? And I was like, "Early June." And I, like again, why? Yeah, am you I, said early June. You I said early June. You I have, didn't just say it, and I don't know why. It just something was just telling me to be a little. And then he was like, "When in early June?" And I said it, and he was like, "No." <laughs> and yes, now, it like turns our first out, time meeting each other. Yes, it was the first time we met each other, and it turns out that he was born a year to the day before me, and you. We're born. We're all what? June babies. You were born like six days after me, right? Mm-hmm. Six yes. days. So yeah, we're all Gemini's. Yep. And pretty strong-willed at that. Um, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Which I thought was funny, but yep. Early Frankie, June. If you had had something to do with this podcast, maybe we would have named it something to do with astrology. <laughs> <laughs> say one say one's a great one yeah um, say one's what are you guys looking forward to in the future as far as movies 
Aquaman, uh, obviously. Aquaman, ab- yeah, obviously. And I and I'm looking forward to uh, Wonder Woman, but I in the meantime I am looking forward to Captain Marvel. I'm a little not. I mean, okay, I don't think I'm going to enjoy the next Avengers. I will go see it, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, they're going to bring everybody back to life because, of course, they are. But I think they're going to kill off my favorite characters, and that's going to make me sad, and I won't like it. And I'll be done with Marvel, basically, after that. No. Done. Cap. Cap, your fave. Did you guys, have Aww. you guys seen the preview for the original Captain Marvel, which everybody is calling Shazam because Marvel owns the copyrights to that? I did see the previews for that. It yeah. looks kind of lame. It does look like kind of like I think it's going to be a straight up kids movie. Yeah, it is. And you know, I'm not into that. I'm very yeah, adult. I think, it's going to be a straight very adult. My, I think my kids have seen like uh, the kids saw it and they were like, "This looks like a great movie." And I'm like, "Yeah." And that's fine. A part of me is okay with it because you know it doesn't all always all have to be about me. Really? Sometimes. What now? <laughs> Say so, what yeah. now? So yes, so yeah, I'm, I, I will take my children to see Shazam. Yeah. The original Captain Marvel. I'll probably go with my stepson, but yeah, I'll go watch it for sure. Yeah. You think you'll go? Would he Why be not? interested in that? Maybe. Maybe. I have not sure. seen. I have not seen the previews, but I have been kind of distracted of late. So. The um, thing about think about big. Meet Superman. Mm. I wonder if my girls would like it. So yeah, that's the best way to go. Big meets Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Will my girls like it? Uh, uh, it's it's going to be corny. Do your go- girls like corny? Well, my girls like Star Wars. All Not of them like Star Wars. Not the same. Not the same. Um, yeah, it's going to be kind of a. I was irritated. The middle daughter came home and she had worn, I think, one of her Star Wars shirts to school. And a boy told her that Star Wars was a boy thing. And I was like, no. no. For real? For real. Seriously? Seriously. I was like, nope. Negative Ghost Rider, that pattern is full. Star Wars is a girl thing, too. <sighs> yeah, I was irritated. I guess we need to do the whole Jeep thing. What? Silly boys. Yeah. Star Wars are for girls. <laughs> they are for girls. Yep, yep, right. yep. So, anyway. Alright, so have we said what we need to say about Battlestar Galactica? In the have final we? analysis, we would recommend it. Good show. Recommend it. Recommend yes. It. yes. Um, Two thumbs up! Yes. And I just... Again, you just sort of have to be aware that they've got some stereotypes in there that some people may not enjoy me. Um, <laughs> but um, I loved Starbuck. I totally related to her. I'm a total tomboy. So, or was, well, I've gotten a little more girly as I've gotten older. But growing up, that was me. Like, I would totally fight you. Yes. Before okay. you and I met, I was a tomboy. I grew up in the sticks, girl. Climbing trees, riding dirt bikes, shooting BB guns. That was me. Okay, I also <laughs> grew up in the sticks. 
we don't need to get into a fight over who grew up in the sticks more. But that having been said, you win as far as the sticks, Sally. You win. Okay. Frankie, I lived in McGee Town. That was further out. We didn't even have a stoplight. You see my town? No, I did not. No, I did not have a stoplight. I did not. It was a big deal when we got a caution light in town. Okay? We didn't even have a caution light. And I didn't live in town. For the record, I lived outside of town before you got there. Oh, this is this great southern, like, this is almost like a pour off. Like, when people talk about how poor they were growing up, this is almost, I was the hit. No, I wasn't poor. I wasn't poor growing up. That I was not. Um, But, but that having been said, um, I've now lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? We were talking about how. I grew up more in the sticks than you did. No, that's not what we were saying at all, because that's clearly an inaccurate comment. But there's, okay. there's something else. We're, we're going to have to get some people weighing in. Local people weighing in. Uh-huh. You were from Bethune. I was from Maguitown. I did not live in Bethune. And you know, I have been very good about not saying where we're from, and now you're like broadcasting it to the internet. Nobody can Wait. find that. Nobody can find that on the map. Yeah, Excuse me, nobody's on the map. <laughs> They took it off. It's people. They 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 erased that map. It's on the map. Nobody could find it. And if they found it, they would erase it themselves because they realized they made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I don't live there anymore for reasons. Okay, for reasons. But for various good reasons, for the record. But no, that it's it's just it's a. What are people going to do with that? I don't know. I don't know. I just try to maintain a little bit of anonymity. Um, and anyway, um, I guess we have given our final thoughts on Battlestar Galactica. Um, we have some thoughts on maybe some podcasts upcoming, and we kind of need to hash those out. And we're going to try to be a little more um, consistent with when we upload. We just had, as we said at the top of the show, a lot going on. Um, I am Palmetto Blue on Twitter, and I am at Palmetto's Desk on WordPress, although I really need to write something on WordPress. Um, Melissa, where can folks find you? Taxi Babe on all the social medias. And I am am Goonie Fett. Unifet on Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, are you Instagramming? I have Instagrammed a couple photos. Okay, because yes. I don't, I don't Instagram. I tweet more. Um, uh, I think you actually follow me on Twitter. I follow you. I follow both of you on Twitter, and I follow a Paxi Babe here on Instagram. So. I uh, I intend to Instagram more. I've decided nearly to leave face leave Facebook altogether. Really? Yeah. It's just not a happy place. I mm. would tentatively agree with you, although my experience has become better since I have curated it a little more. Um and and I have uh told my newsfeed not to show me certain people. That's helpful. That is very, very, very helpful. Um so yeah. I recommend that course of action highly. Yeah. Click. Don't show me this person. It's perfect. It's wonderful. So anyway, my blood pressure has gone down appreciably since then. 
it's great. So anyway, I am going to leave here and go to bed because I have to work in the morning and I will tell everyone. May the force be with you. And truth and justice. And I will say always carry a towel. All right. Bye, y'all. Have a good one.